Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. It is Friday, August the 8th and we got a lot of stuff to talk about may not be a lot of articles but it is a lot of stuff to cover so let's just start with the fatal illusion so a fatal illusions by jonathan brittner you can find it at jonathanbrittner.com and we're going to talk a little bit about uh what's going on in the world and how um deception is run amok and you know him you love him he is my all-time favorite it is Leo Holman. You can find him at Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. And this is a big one, guys. This is this is a doozy. Why was Book on Maui published two days after wildfires started? Why did police block streets? Why did state stall release of critical water supplies? If you question any of this, media says you're a believer in outlandish conspiracy theories. Do not question anything. Just sit down and accept what we tell you and shut up, plebs. Folks, we're going to talk about that article uh, today. So um, first, we are going to go over to my Olive Tree Bible software, and we are going to start out with Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, walk in unity. And this here is verse one. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all spiritual gifts verse 7 but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift therefore he says when he ascended on high he led captive he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men now this he ascended what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he himself gave to some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love and folks we will end with the second part of chapter four which is the new man and do not grieve the spirit. 
And so I'm going to do my best to keep that in my mind that we have got to finish with that because you know me, I get to go and I forget. So I'm going to put it up over here on my second screen. Uh, that way I'll be looking at it um, and I will not forget it. And so my dear friend Kay sent me a scripture this morning and it is Romans chapter 8 verse 28, 828. And so let's open up that, shall we? Because that was a good, it was a good word this morning and I really needed to hear it. So if you guys are struggling and, uh, you know, things just aren't going like you want them to go and, you know, and sometimes that happens. And so I'm going to scroll over to 8 verse 28. So here's a scripture verse for you. And I'm so glad she sent it to me because boy, I needed to hear it this morning. So Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that we might be or that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified and whom he justified. He, these he also glorified. God's everlasting love continues in verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? <clears throat> he who did not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen, folks. There's a word for you. There's a good word. Thank you, Kay, for sending me that this morning. I tell you what, that was uplifting and definitely renewed my mind and renewed my spirit. I tell you what, mm, mm, mm. Mm. our joy is in the Lord. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump over here to the, well, what do you guys want to start with? Fatal illusion or conspiracy theories? Let's go with Fatal Illusion. So August 14th, Jonathan Brenton, I meant to read this yesterday, but things kind of got uh, a little carried away and I didn't have time. But today we're going to make it happen. So he says, oops, he says, it's been heart wrenching at times, but now I fear I have become numb to the nonstop drumbeat of disability and death about which I read every week, if not every day. In the past couple of years, I have read hundreds of reports depicting the great suffering and death caused by the COVID injections, stories thoroughly buried by the mainstream news, but nonetheless real to those who to those now experiencing great pain or grieving the loss of loved ones. The worldwide phenomenon of sudden death has reached a point where I must continue to warn people. The words of Proverbs 24 verses 10 through 12 compel me to inform people of this fatal illusion that's advertised as harmless. Some might say I'm a conspiracy theory. That's fine with me, he says. I've been called far worse. And he says, I very much wish I could keep silent, but I cannot. 
Ah, great. He says, the problem that keeps so many encased in a soundproof dark bubble of normalcy is their failure to recognize that the globalists march to the drumbeat of Lucifer. They are his minions, which he's using to set up his new world order over which his, his man, the Antichrist, will reign. It should come as no surprise to anyone that these demonic power brokers who control most governments, including that of the U.S., are mass murderers and liars. These followers of Satan display his character, which Jesus described as a murderer and a liar and the father of lies, and that's John eight forty four. The deadly toll, he continues, everything that follows has been carefully researched and in most cases comes with a footnote. The illusion regarding these shots is widespread, is not only false, but also deadly. Okay, folks, so I am going to link this article uh, under, uh, in the description of the podcast so that you guys can go and check this out for yourselves. I'm going to do a little adjustment on my mic here. Okie dokie. <laughs> Let me fix this a little bit here. If you guys wonder, um, I used to have a, a really good mic. I had the Shure mic. Everybody loves the Shure mic. And uh, both, of them, both of them didn't make it a couple months. And I don't know what I did if I didn't do anything wrong. But I can tell you, um, I have I have both connections. I have the little three-prong connection. I forget what it's called. And I also have the little USB connection. And on the Shure mic, the little USB connection is in a really bad spot. And um, I think that contributed to it, um, you know, breaking both of them did. I couldn't believe it. Um, but I was able to ship the second one back. But I did get this other mic, and it's called a Donner, a D-O-N-N-E-R mic. And uh, I think it was like 100 bucks, maybe less, maybe more. I don't know, pennies on the dollar. Yeah, you go figure. But anyway, it's probably one of the best mics that I've had. And it is also, it also has a three-prong where you can plug it into another interface. And um, it also has the USB. And so it's got headphone jacks and all kinds of stuff if you guys are wanting to look for something like that. There's no software for it that I know of. I've never really needed it, but it has a gain on the microphone, uh, and it's also got um, uh, a mute button on the microphone. So if you guys are looking for a, a, a decent mic for a relatively cheap price, um, Amazon Donner uh, D is in dog, O-N-N-E-R, and you can go check that out. Um, but anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there. You know, some people may be looking for stuff like that or maybe want to start a podcast and they don't want, can't spend a whole lot of money on stuff. You know, hey, there you go. Mm. so far it's been very worth the quality um and i've got a snowball too i got a you know blue and a bunch of that stuff but they pick up so much background noise and so you need to learn the difference between condenser mics and eh, that's for another podcast <laughs> so anyway we will continue this article the deadly toll i usually have to take a break before i start talking about uh this kind of it's because it's very sad and I know people who's died from this. And not only was the injections, because those not only was the injection deadly designed to kill people, but so was COVID nineteen. And I think their plan for COVID nineteen didn't work as well as they thought it would. I think they thought a lot more people would have died from it. Uh, I've got family members that are still very sick from COVID. They never got the injection. They never went and got the shot. They didn't get any of that garbage. You know, they're totally against that. Um, but they're still very sick from it. And um, you know, if you guys follow my podcast at all you know i have a health issues from the from getting COVID 19 back in 2020 as well and you know i totally did not get the shot <laughs> or the jab or the booster let me guys you gotta get all this stuff so no i didn't get any of that stuff but i do have lingering health effects from it and so um anyway 
Uh, I thought I'd throw that out there to you. So there are Dr. McCullough and there's some other like regimens that you can go through to try to rid yourself of the spike protein or like, you know, try to restore your body and heal your body. And I am all about doing things naturally, what stuff that God has given us. So I'm all about that. And um, I don't like pharmaceuticals. I don't like uh, the drug companies, you know, pharmacaea. Uh, is in the Bible, and that means pharmacy. <laughs> and I'm not saying all drugs are bad. No, I mean, I take a blood pressure pill because my doctor said I had to. <laughs> She's like, Heather, you can't get around that. <laughs> so um, I've been taking a blood pressure pill since I was like 30. So um, yeah, it has nothing to do with uh, anything else. So I'm just saying there's sometimes you really do uh, have to go a, a different route other than your all natural route. So anyway, let's move right along here, folks. So the deadly toll. He says, everything that follows has been carefully researched and in most cases comes with a footnote. So that is why I'm going to link the article in the description so you guys can go and check it out for yourselves. So number one, 4,000 same day fatalities. According to the CDC VAERS, 1,100 people in the U.S. died the same day they received a COVID injection with over 1,200 perishing on the following day. Based on all reports to the CDC medical professionals, uh, reported that 4,000 people died the same day that they took the shot. Folks, those are the only ones that were reported. So there's a footnote there. So please know that only a very small percentage of vaccine injuries are reported to the CDC, with the majority of hospitals strictly forbidding any and all reporting of COVID, quote, vaccine injuries. Some claim that medical professionals report just 1% of adverse effects. I believe that estimate is reasonable, and folks, that is true. Uh, on the VAERS website, that is... Um, uh, what do you call it? Voluntary. Voluntary. So you know that not all of those are getting reported. Anyway. So he says, even with the vastly underreported numbers of 2,300 dying within a day of the injection in the U.S., it is not similar to playing Russian roulette. He goes, is it not similar to playing Russian roulette to take an injection or a booster? Folks, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Do you know that when 20 people or 26 people died during, um, what was it, that? H1N1, whatever, they stopped that vaccine because 21 people died. Here we have 4,000 people dying. Yeah, just keep it going. So he goes, imagine you're in your doctor's office and a nurse walks in with a needle and sterilizes your upper arm. As she does, she casually mentions that 4,000 people have died the same day they took the shot. Do you still receive it? What if she says that 40,000 have died immediately afterward? A much more accurate assumption. Yet far below the likely number of 400,000 same-day deaths throughout the world. Would you not quickly say, uh, no, thank you? <laughs> number two, placebos. If the injections are so deadly, one might ask, why do the results vary so widely? Why do many recipients show no side effects whatsoever while thousands drop dead the same day or the next? During the past couple years, I have heard or read various reports claiming that the drug companies included placebos in the mix of COVID vaccine vials that they distributed. This summer, a nurse and another health professional claimed that 30% of the Pfizer COVID vaccines were in fact placebos. If true, and I suspect that it is, this would explain why many experienced no ill effects whatsoever. And I pray that the ones that got that got the placebo. I'll just throw that in there. Um, 
So it says, uh, a nurse also stated on Twitter that Pfizer has two differing levels of toxicity found in other, in the other 70% of the COVID shots. If true, would this not help explain the differing degrees of severity? He says, I have no way of verifying the reports of placebos and verifying degrees of toxicity, but they make sense based on the fact that some experience instant death while others have no ill effect whatsoever. Number three, I'm going to have to take a pause here real quick and turn my air conditioner on. I'll be right back after these important messages. <laughs> All righty then, I'm back. <laughs> Waiting for the AC to kick on. So, number three, ineffective. We now possess a great deal of evidence that the initial claims regarding the COVID-19 vaccines were blatantly false. Data published by the United Kingdom UK government reveals that in 2022, 92% of those who died in the UK because of COVID-19 were vaccinated with one booster. Below is a chart published by the UK, and you guys can check that out. That's a link below. So the above chart provided by the UK government dispels everything we have heard about the quote vaccine and what we in continually hear from our governments. The injections are anything but reliable and helpful. He says, I can't emphasize enough that these numbers don't come from some anti-vaccine group, but rather from the government of the United Kingdom. Number four, a statistical leap in the occurrence of myocarditis. Myocarditis is a side effect of the injection that's much more prevalent among those under 50 years of age. Although it doesn't result in an immediate death, many who have this heart element fail to live another 10 years. Based on CDC numbers, the number of young people stricken with this malady worldwide exceeds 27,000 which is likely 1% of reality. Based on all that I have read, he says, I can easily believe that the real number is well over two and a half million people. Folks, once again, this article is by Jonathan Brittner. Number five, heart attacks on the USC basketball team. Folks, I'm a USC fan. My brother graduated from USC. My sister-in-law graduated from USC. Telling you, I'm a Trojan fan. Anyway, during the past year, Two University of Southern California basketball players suffered cardiac arrest at practice. USC requires that members of the team have all COVID injections and boosters. Bronny James, the 18-year-old son of LeBron James, suffered a mild cardiac arrest on July 14, 2023, while practicing with the team. The same thing happened a year earlier to Vincent I'm not going to try to say his name. Another member of the USC basketball team who has since recovered and returned to practice. Folks, mm -mm. number six, the dramatic increase in athletes' fatalities. And now I'm going to go back to number five. They're knowing that USC requires all that. I don't really know if I'm going to be a fan anymore. Hmm. Number six, the dramatic increase in athletes' fatalities. William Mackis, MD, at Mackis, MD, in his article referred on Twitter, uh, teenage athletes are still dying suddenly at unprecedented levels at U in the U.S. and Canada, provided the names of 15 high school and college athletes that died suddenly or unexpectedly in the past month. And we're going to go through those names, folks, because they deserve to be remembered. Number one, Caleb Watt, 17, basketball. Number two, Taj Boyd, 19, football. Callie Marie Mitchell, 16, cheerleading. Mizell Law, 19, football. Dalton Gay, 17, football. Bria Debert, 19, basketball. Chase Edwards, 17, basketball. Gier Jackson, 18, basketball. Tyson Downs, 18, hockey. Annie Meslet, 16, soccer and skiing. Simon Merckx, 16, hiking. Jacob Atkinson, 19, uh, military. Thalia Shaveria, 20, soccer. Lance Frimmer, 19, cross country, track. 
Robert Bush, 17, football. Many of the news accounts confirmed the death of basketball star Caleb White from Alabama. He was one of the top 25 players in the country in his class. He suddenly dropped dead at practice, out of practice. Previous to the beginning of COVID-19 uh, in, or COVID injections, an average of 29 athletes worldwide died suddenly of heart-related ailments each year. In the two and a half years that have followed, there have been 1,884 athlete heart attacks with 1,310 dying as a result. Since January of 2021, the yearly number of sudden deaths among athletes has jumped from 29 to 524. Then there's this report of a 30% increase in heart attacks. NBC's The Today Show reported, quote, a national study from Cedars-Sinai Hospital shows that deaths related to heart attack increased across every age group since the spring of 2020. But the group that saw the biggest increase isn't who you might think. The relative increase in heart attack associated deaths among the 25 to 44 year olds was a staggering 30%. Experts are still working to figure out why young people are so impacted. Oh, gee, I wonder why. It doesn't take a rocket science to see the direct correlation between the dramatic rise in heart-related elements and the COVID injections. Why are so many unwilling to connect the dots? I know, Jonathan. I don't know why. Because they're brainwashed. That's right. Brainwashed. You horse people taking that hypermectin paste. Ho, ho. Yeah. Number seven, is it possible 600,000 deaths each year in the U.S.? Yes. On May 25th, 2023, a top insurance analyst in the U.S., Josh Sterling, reported his findings from the U.K. to U.S. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Below is an excerpt uh, from what he shared. And I quote, those vaccinated against COVID-19 have a 26% higher mortality rate on average compared to those who declined the jab. And the death toll is even more staggering for vaccinated people under 50 years old, where mortality is 49% higher than for those unvaccinated folks under under 50 years old 49 percent higher anyway the shocking numbers are based on government data from the united kingdom and were brought to senator ron johnson a republican from wisconsin attention by josh sterling one of the nation's top insurance analysts and formerly senior research analyst for u.s non-life insurance at sanford c bernstein and company folks it's real. So Jonathan goes on to say this same article cited Sterling as concluding, quote, if you were to take these numbers and apply them to the United States, that ends up being something like 600,000 excess deaths per year, unquote. He says, I've read of other insurance analysts stating that there's been a 40% increase in deaths in the under 40 age group since the introduction of the injections. Number eight, the Rasmussen reports. Uh, the quote below comes from a January 2nd to 20, uh, 2023 Rasmussen report story. According to uh, their poll, quote, nearly half of Americans think COVID-19 vaccines may be to blame for many unexplained deaths and more than a quarter say someone they know could be among the victims, unquote. This poll shows that we are not alone in our suspicions. I would be in the 25% that suspect they know someone who has died as a result of the COVID injection, but I can't say for sure, and I would put myself in that uh, spot too. Number nine, cancer. My doctor, my doctor died. My doctor. Throwing that out there. Who's my doctor since I was like 21? I'm 40-something now. <laughs> mm -mm 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 -mm. My neighbor. Mm, just saying. Anyway, number nine, cancer. Oh, I can tell you 
personally know two people, two people who took the COVID injection. They are twins, and now they both and both have prostate cancer. Mm. Mm. How ironic is that? Mm. Mm-mm. Number nine, cancer. Dr. Peter McCullough is one of the top cardiologists in America. He's also a teacher at the Texas A&M Medical School. Woohoo, Aggies. He recently reported that SV40, a known cancer-promoting segment of DNA, has been found in, someone of, in some of the COVID injections. Below is a direct quote from Dr. McCullough as Alex Jones interviews him, and I quote, What I'm telling you is the shots promote cancer through SV40, and they inhibit our ability to fight cancer by suppressing the tumor suppressor system. So now this is looking very bad. Every system is showing cancer rates are up, so that's inarguable. The big question is, how much of this is due to the vaccines? Isn't that the truth? There's much empirical evidence that backs up this claim. The, quote, fact checkers will tell you that the link with the increase in the incidence of cancer is totally false. But can you trust them? (laughs) No. (laughs) They are the same ones that tells us that COVID injections are trustworthy and absolutely harmless. They are lying. It's a fatal illusion and multitudes are dying as a result. The above is just a sampling of what I see every week, he says. I have a profound lack of trust for most sources of information he says but the above information comes from those in which i have confidence folks i want to throw out there as well um dr uh campbell oh let me see if i can find him he is on youtube and he is in the uk and he's actually a teacher he's a professor and he teaches um let me see campbell john campbell his name is john campbell i do believe dr john campbell yes Yes, and right, oh, right here, Dr. John Campbell's life insurance confirms excess young deaths. Oh, right there. There you have it. Go see Dr. John Campbell on YouTube and tell you what, mm-mm, you're going to learn a lot. He's been shouting this from the rooftops for over two years. At first, he was for the, he got the, he got the injection too. He got the, the quote, vaccine because, you know, back then he thought it was good. And then, of course, come to find out, he was like, oh, oh my gosh. The more data started rolling in over there, then he started realizing, uh-oh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, anyway, so satanic delusions. What we see today has been planned for over a century. The source is Lucifer. In the intent is to steal and kill and destroy. John chapter 10, verse 10. Rudolf Steiner, 1917. Rudolf Steiner, an Austrian uh, professor. A philosopher and founder of a satanic spiritual movement in his day wrote the following, and this is around 1917, quote, In the future, we will eliminate the soul with medicine. Under the pretext of a healthy point of view, there will be a vaccine by which the human body will be treated as soon as possible at birth so that the human being cannot develop the thought of the existence of soul and spirit. Materialistic doctors will be entrusted with the task of removing the soul of humanity. As today, people are vaccinated against this or that disease. So in the future, children will be vaccinated with a substance that can be produced precisely in such a way that people, thanks to this vaccination, will be immune to being subjected to the madness of spiritual life, unquote. He penned these words 105 years ago. Take a few moments to ponder the fact that his words are over a century old. Also consider the fact that the FDA has approved giving the COVID injection to babies as young as six months who have virtually a zero chance of dying because of COVID-19. 
After including the Steiner quote in his book, J.B. Hickson wrote, quote, One wonders what he or Steiner knew and how he knew it. What did the demons reveal to him about Satan's transhumanist agenda that would unfold in earnest over the next century, unquote? He goes, I agree with Hickson. I do too. Uh, The minions of Satan revealed their future plans to Steiner, who at the time was immersed in the worship of Lucifer. The transhumanists of our day talk openly about eliminating the God gene in people. They say this will reduce the hostility or violence they believe arises from religious passion. That's a lie. Of course, it's all part of Satan's agenda to prepare the way for the Antichrist and his kingdom. Aldous Huxley in 1961, more recently, philosopher and author, and author um, Aldous Huxley spoke these words at the California Medical School in 1961. And he says, please, please read these words very carefully. Which we are going to. And let me take a drink of coffee so that we can. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I quote, <clears throat> this is Aldous Huxley, uh, California Medical School, 1961. There will be in the next generation or so a pharmacological method of making people love their servitude and producing dictatorship without tears, so to speak, producing a kind of painless concentration camp for entire societies so that people will in fact have their liberties taken away from them but will rather enjoy it because they will be distracted from any desire to rebel by propaganda or brainwashing or brainwashing enhanced by pharmacological methods and this seems to be the final revolution or you know the final solution Hitler, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the World Economic Forum. Mm. That was 1961. Jonathan continues and he says, Huxley's words represent the playbook from which today's globalists operate. What he talked about in 1961 has become reality in 2023. Pharmaceutical methods are the weapon of choice for transhumanists seeking to change humanity by combining humans with machines in 2021 he says i watched a video on the world economic forum website showing a smiling young man while the narrator said this about his future you'll own nothing and be happy Mm. does this not precisely match the words of huxley People will never, people will never welcome servitude, but Huxley predicted that someday they will because of pharmacological methods. Hmm. For more of how Huxley and Steiner directly connect to the current COVID-19 injections, he says, please see my previous article, Suddenly, which we may read that tomorrow. The satanic planning for today began long ago, and true to his nature, the deception is now widespread, and the suffering is over-the-top intense. Pharmaceuticals during the tribulation. Did you know that Revelation contains two references to the widespread use of pharmaceuticals during the seven-year tribulation? Revelation chapter 9, verse 21, while speaking of those who refuse to repent during the tribulation, mentions sorceries as something they refuse to give up. In chapter 18, we read that during this time, Babylon will deceive the nations through its sorcery. That's 1823. In both verses, the Greek word for sorcery is pharmakeia, which in ancient times denoted the administering of drugs and even poison. Most versions of the Bible translate the word as sorcery because of the long-standing connection with drugs used in magic spells or magical spells and witchcraft. 
Could the references to pharmacaea during the tribulation period denote the widespread use of medicinal injections during this time? Huxley said that the power brokers of our world would someday use pharmacological methods, a.k.a. pharmacaea, to control people. The dots connect rather well, he says. And Jesus is our only hope. Yes, yes, he is. He says, my purpose in writing is not only to warn, but to point you to the Savior. These injections are but one of many deadly delusions rampant in these perilous times. The same governments that tell us the COVID-19 injections are 100% reliable at stopping the virus and totally harmless are also saying we must drastically curtail farming and kill hundreds of thousands of cattle in order to save lives. How does causing the mass starvation deaths of tens of millions, if not many times that number, preserve human life? These same power brokers who have absolutely no regard for human life whatsoever are demanding that everyone receive the deadly COVID injections. Last year, he says, I listened as Joe Biden repeatedly yelled into a microphone that all those who refuse the shots are murderers. I have yet to figure out how that works. The Lord Jesus is our only hope for the day in which we live. He gives us strength, unshakable peace, and bright hope for the future, regardless of Satan's deadly agenda. What we see happening today is precisely what the Bible said the world would look like in the last days. Although it's terribly vexing to those of us who love the Lord and his word, we know it signals the soon return of Jesus to take us home to glory. The words of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-10 through 10 promise that the event we call the rapture will happen before the Lord pours out his wrath on this wicked, lawless, and exceedingly violent world. Many of us who know Jesus as our Savior long for his appearing, we eagerly anticipate the day he catches us up to meet him in the air and takes us up to glory. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13-17, in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 47-54, uh, in Colossians chapter 34, if you guys want to look that up. Uh, if you have not yet put your trust in Jesus, please, please, he says, see his post about Jesus is the only path to eternal life, and I'll link that down below too. In it, he says, he explains how you can know for sure that Jesus has forgiven all your sins and that you possess eternal life and with the sure hope of receiving an immortal and incorruptible body at Jesus' appearing, 1 Corinthians 15, 48 through 54. He says, please don't delay and call upon Jesus while you may. Tomorrow may be too late. Um, he's also got a book out there, The Triumph of the Redeemed and Eternal Perspective That Calms Our Fears in Perilous Times, is available on Amazon. Guys, go check out his book. That is Jonathan Brittner. Jonathan Brittner. And I am going to link those uh, below so you guys can go and check those out. So, we may have a little bit of time here. I think I got some time. Let me see how long this article is. We may be able to do it. I can do it. I may have to read it fast. <laughs> Strap in, folks. Here we go. <laughs> all right this is uh our favorite this is leo homan you guys leo homan this is important so we got to get this out there why was this book on maui published two days later so let's check out this article so uh msn a corporate news um outlet operated by microsoft believes it's an outlandish conspiracy theory to question how a 44 page book about the maui wildflower wildfire managed to get written edited printed and published two days after the fires started i'm trying to raise up my 
my monitor here, but it's not working. So anyway, uh, yeah, and that's the truth. So if you think that's just a little bit too speedy for a book on a tragedy to be exploited and blamed on climate change, then you are a conspiracy theorist, according to MSM. But he says, here's what the news outlet says about the book. Quote, since the onset of wildfires in Hawaii earlier this month, outlandish conspiracy theories involving space lasers have proliferated across social media platforms. Now, the intent is questioning the veracity of a book published soon after the fires began. Fire and Fury, the story of the 2023 Maui fire and its implications for climate change, authored by Dr. Miles Stones, has recently garnished, oh lord, this stuff makes me want to vomit, has recently garnered a significant attention. The curiosity is largely attributed to the fact that the book was published in mere two days after the fire started on August the 8th. Hmm. He goes on to say MSN apparently also doesn't think it's strange that nobody knows anything about the author of the book, Fire and Fury. This reminds me of how the Georgia Godstones appeared out of nowhere in a cow pasture in rural North Georgia in 1979 and nobody knew how it got there. One day, it was a vacant field. The next day, there was a giant granite monument testifying to the goals of the climate freaks, including their desire to dispense with 90% of the people living on planet Earth. Ding, 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 ding. Mm. Then one day on July 6th of 2022, the Godstones disappeared as fast as they appeared, and neither the local cops nor the Georgia Bureau of Investigation seemed the least bit interested in finding out who destroyed the monument or why. Case closed. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Don't ask questions. He goes on to say, we are also not supposed to be curious about why the Deagle Corporation, whose founder, Dr. Edwin A. Deagle Jr., had ties to the Rockefeller Foundation, the military-industrial complex, and the CIA issued a population forecast in 2014 showing that 68% of the United States population will be wiped out by the end of 2025. Deagle forecasted that the UK would lose 77% of its population, Germany would lose 65%, France and Spain over 40%, and most of the rest of the NATO countries losing 30-50% to 50 of their populations by 2025. Now we are supposed to accept the fact that a mysterious author wrote and published a book about Maui fires that have killed more than 100 people, the most deadly U.S. fire in a century, just two days after the fire started. He says, I suppose it's also a conspiracy theory to question why these fires why these fires destroyed buildings but left many of the trees or why police informed or why police formed a blockade of trucks to trap victims in the flames or why the emergency sirens didn't work, or why the fires happened to break out on land that was already in dispute, or why the governor of Hawaii has been in discussions about remaking Maui into a smart island in accordance with surveillance state technology advocated by the World Economic Forum. Locals are saying this is a land grab and not a disaster. Here's one man talking about how police blockaded the streets. And you can, folks, you can see this. I'm going to, oh man, I wonder if I can get this to play. Uh, I think I can. I think I can. Hang on. Let me check. Let me see if I can get this to play because I think this is important. Okay, folks, I'm going to try this. Here we go. So this is Salty Goat on Twitter. So the Maui wildflowers are now right up in the ranks of the deadliest fires in U.S. history. Guess what? The cause is. Come on, just take a guess. He says, that's right. Scientists predict that the conditions that led to massive deadly wildflowers like those in Maui will become uh oh it's gonna take me over to Twitter I don't want to go to Twitter hold on here we go ready here we go 
I think we should get out of here because of the speed of this wind. It could be here in two minutes. And so about what time was this at? By the way, if you guys don't know who this is, this is Fish. He's been sitting next to Cheeseburger in Paradise selling the most awesome stuff, right, for years. He's, a, uh, he's like a legend, and uh, everyone loves Fish, and Fish loves everybody. But he's one of the wisest person, people that I know, by the way. Anyway, Fish, continue. So I went around back to Front Street, and there were all the cars were lined up, but none of them were moving. And I walked all the way from Safeway to the chart house, not one car had moved. And I was wondering what was stopping the traffic. Well, it was a policeman. And I got to the end, and I looked up north. There were no obstructions. There was no reason to keep those cars there. Are you serious? I'm serious as a heart attack. And I, I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm under orders to keep them here. And I said, the fire is, is right around Safeway. It's going to hit Front Street. You know, these people got to get out of here. And he said, I'm following orders. No way. And I, and I keep walking down the highway, and I look behind. No cars are coming out. I walked all the way to Waikuli Beach, still no cars coming out. And I started hearing boom, boom, boom. And then I heard people screaming and stuff. You're saying they were blockaded in by the police at the end of Front Street? Yeah. Like where the restaurant is? Right, where the chart house was. Where the was. chart house was, I should right. say. They, there was a blockade there, and they could not go any further. Right. I walked, what the I hell? Said, I walked all the way from Safeway to there. Not one car had moved. I went all the way to, uh, like I said, the Civic Center. And then I started hearing all the explosions, and there was no one walking behind me or on bicycles or anything. And I just... Dude, that is unbelievable. I had no idea, you know, until the next day when I walked down there to what had happened. I just, oh my... So did you, did you go up north to your place? Yeah. Yeah. And then you just hunkered down for the night? Yeah. And then you... Folks, I'm telling you... I'm telling you, you can tell it was planned. It was totally planned. He says, I'm sure it's also conspiracy theory to question why a woke Hawaiian official stalled the release of revered water until it was too late to save Maui. Folks, that on it. Mm, make you so mad. So mad. Anyway, he goes, uh, here is Jerry Kaufman. Meet M. Kelly Manuel, the official. Official who refused to release water in Maui, contributing to up to 106 deaths. A Hawaiian studies major, Kaleo prefers a traditional, holistic, one-water approach where water is revered, not used. Water requires true conversations about equity, folks. I'm not going to play that because you'll get mad, I'll get mad, and oh man, it'll be bad. <laughs> it'll be bad. You know what? No, we're going to play it. We're going to play it because, hey... <gasps> We need to hear what's going on. Okay, let's let me click back over and let me set up this other system and I'm going to play this for you guys. Okay, here we go. The commission is responsible per, per our authorizing statute to protect and manage all water resources in the state. One water is like taking it and looking at it from a holistic system perspective. And that's not dif any different than how Hawaiians traditionally manage water. You know, in, in essence, we treated it, a native Hawaiians treated water as one of the earthly manifestations of a god and a kua kane and so that reverence um for a resource and that reciprocity in relationship was was something that was really really important to our worldview and and well-being right and living in an island in isolated from other you know civilizations um 
And so I think where it shifted to today or over time is that we've become used to looking at water as like something which we use and not necessarily something that we revere as that thing that gives us life, right? I mean, to me, it's a shift in value set. Um, And, you know, if we can start to really look at how we as humans in an island um, can reconnect to that traditional value set. So really my motto is always like, let water connect us and not divide us. Like we, we can share it, but it requires true conversations about equity. Folks, I'm just saying, there you have it. True conversations about equity, folks. It's all about equity. Keeps reminding me what the Bible says, a reprobate mind. They will think like animals. They can't reason. If that's not reason right there, I don't know what to tell you. Revered water. Oh my gosh, we can't use it to save the 106 people who've died. Well, that was him right there. You can check him out on Twitter. Uh, Leo continues and says, it's also a bit odd that the Maui police chief and his second in command both came into their current jobs by way of Las Vegas with Chief John Pelletier having served as head of the police response to the 2017 Vegas massacre, the largest mass shooting in U.S. history, killing 58 people, a shooting which has never been fully explained in terms of the motive. It was just swept under the rug. Should we now expect the same in Maui? He goes, but it's us who are the crazy ones. We ask too many questions. We think too critically for the globalist liking. We question the official story of the 9-11 attacks. We question the toxic mRNA gene therapy injections fed to us as, quote, vaccines. We question the efficacy of face masks to stop a virus. And we questioned the validity of lockdowns for a pathogen that had the same death rate as the common flu. They must shut us up. Only crazy people question their overlords. Just like with COVID pandemic and the obsession with vaccinating everything that moves, there's a lot more to this story about Maui. But we will never get to the bottom of it if we depend on the corrupt corporate media to connect the dots. Folks, it's never going to happen. But we, as critical thinkers, as Christians, we'll, you know, hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it. But we know that something is not right. Something is not right, folks. And uh, but that is true. That is so true. I'm telling you guys, it's heartbreaking, heart-wrenching. You should just like righteous anger. I don't know, folks. I tell you, um, this world that we live in is going to be more and more wicked, evil. The love of many will grow cold. Remember, that's what the Bible says. The love of many will grow cold in the end days. And Well, that's already happened. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Chapter 4. Let's go to 10. All right. So we're going to end today with the new man. So it's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off 
Concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Do not grieve the spirit. Verse 25 continues. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Amen. What a wonderful word to end on today. And uh, on the next podcast, we'll talk about walk in love. If you want to read ahead, that's Ephesians chapter 5. You guys can roll on ahead if you want to. I mean, I even would hope you would. <laughs> so anyway, with that, guys, I am going to get off here. So get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come quickly, Lord. Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus today. Thanks, you guys. God bless y'all.